Hello, beloveds. This is Anna Marie on the Everything is Dating podcast. And on this episode, we're going to be discussing your relationship with your inner child. Now, for those of you who don't know what an inner child is, or for those of you who would like a refresher, your inner child, I want you to think about who you were between the ages of one and seven. Your inner child maintains that exact personality. And the reason that your inner child often feels very different from who you are is because their personality is who you are meant to be. And for the most part, if you haven't done a whole lot of inner work or haven't done enough inner work, your personality is one that you took on in order to avoid pain, in order to fit in to your family, in order to cope with the difficulties of living with your particular herd. Even when you were raised in a good family, even when you were raised with parents who really truly loved you, most of us simply didn't get what we needed as children. And so in order to feel safer, in order to exert some sort of control, we each put on masks that would somehow make us feel more secure where we were. So your inner child exists to remind you of who you really are, who you are behind that mask. Your inner child exists to remind you of your dreams, to attempt to knock you back on the path where you're supposed to be, to lovingly or through tantrums, because remember, the inner child is between the ages of one and seven, to call you back to who you came to earth to be, to be the redeemer of your family. Each of our families has encoded in their DNA problems, uh, struggles that they face, fears, pain, emotional wounding, that you specifically chose to come to earth to heal. And your inner child remembers how to heal them. Your inner child rebels in ways that will redeem your family legacy. If your family never achieved their dreams, if they always struggled in poverty, one of the things that your inner child probably rebels against is not living up to to more than that, not becoming a, a success, not fulfilling your dreams because your inner child remembers what you are capable of. And your inner child isn't great at expressing his or her emotions. Uh, you will find that tantrums are a much more likely course of attempting to get your attention. Your inner child also displays all of your core wounds. For many of you, that's abandonment. For many of you, that's feeling like too much or not enough. Your inner child remembers all of those times that your parents unwittingly hurt you deeply by not seeing you as you wanted to be seen, by telling you that something that you did was not right, not good enough, not brave enough, not smart enough, not pretty enough, not whatever enough. And not only has your inner child felt abandoned by people in your life, authority figures in your life, but most likely your inner child also feels deeply abandoned by you. 
And so when you start getting to know that inner child, abandonment for most people is going to be something that really strongly comes forward, especially for people who are more feminine um, women and anyone else who has a more feminine energy. So how do you correct that relationship? Because again, for most of us, our inner child doesn't trust us. We've abandoned our inner child. We have made our child, inner child feel alone, unsafe with us. We are cruel to that inner child frequently. We don't listen to the emotions that the inner child expresses. I want you to think about how uncomfortable most of us are when a child throws a tantrum in public, when a child is screaming or crying or angry and doesn't know what to do with those emotions, we become uncomfortable because we are uncomfortable with our own emotions. It really has nothing to do with the child in the grocery store who can't control his or her emotions. It has to do with us being afraid of our own emotions, not knowing how to deal with them. And our inner child throws the same type of fits. It gets overwhelmed with all of the things that are going on. It gets overwhelmed with pain and not understanding how to express that pain, not understanding how to get us, the self, the conscious self, to listen, to hear, and to do something about it. So when you first begin connecting with your inner child, you'll find him or her most likely to be a little shy. Um, Mine isn't very shy. (laughs) Um, My inner child, as my parents like to say, never met a stranger and, you know, was the type that that would run off with strangers more than likely. Um, She was much more courageous than I tend to be. Uh, She is. She is much more courageous than I tend to be. She is fearless in many ways. She had no problem climbing a tree and potentially breaking her arm because pain meant nothing to her. Um, And there was never fear of anything harming her. She, She wasn't afraid until she was. And then she learned how to hide in closets and create little hidey holes and hiding places everywhere. Um, So there's a very interesting dichotomy, and you'll find that that's true for yourself too. There's going to be some very widely different personalities seemingly in your inner child because we're all pretty well multifaceted. Most of us are not one-dimensional. And So getting to know that inner child, again, for many of you, that inner child is probably going to be very shy, is not going to want to come forward at first. Um, For others of you, it might be like for me that they're like, well, freaking finally, and just won't shut up after that. But in order to build a relationship there, it's going to take a lot of consoling when you think about and and so this is this is an interesting area too because as you learn how to heal and take care of your inner child it also translates to how you take care of a 
a child now, like a physical one of your children or a niece or a nephew or someone else. And you'll see that there are parallels when I talk about building strong relationships with children and with the inner child, because again, you have to keep remembering that your inner child is still a child, expresses like a child. So when your inner child is throwing a fit, and you'll often realize this uh, when you have a whole bunch of emotions come up and you can't decipher what the emotion is. So for instance, I was in Walmart the other day and there were just so many people and I felt overwhelmed. Uh, I, I, there was too much sensory input and it was like my skin started to prickle and my back started to prickle and I just, I felt unsafe. I felt like a, a deer with wolves around me. Not that the people around me were wolves, but it was too much sensory overload and I was struggling to deal with it. Now that doesn't always happen to me, but in that moment, I felt very overwhelmed and I recognized, okay, this is my inner child because there was too much going on, right? Um, that's not my adult self. My adult self, you know, is in crowds frequently, but I had other things that my inner child preferred to deal with, wanted to deal with, wanted to think about, and was not prepared for all of the busy, busy rush, rush, rush of everyone around me. So that's one way to recognize when it's your inner child, that rush of emotions that you don't know what to do with. You can't pinpoint what exactly it is you're feeling. Another way is when an emotion comes up without any prompting, just sudden sadness or sudden fear. Um, Frequently, that will be your inner child speaking. And you'll get to, as you get to know yourself, you'll get to start recognizing that inner child distinctively from other parts of yourself. So there are certain archetypes that we use uh, in the coaching industry and the spiritual industry to help people uh, learn to relate to different aspects of themselves. So, you know, we talk about the inner child, we talk about the ego, we talked about the, we talk about the angsty teen, you know, there are various parts of yourself and separating them can be really helpful in kind of integrating who you really are into into holding space for yourself in a more powerful way. So I always, you know, separate. So when I see my inner child struggling, when I recognize that my inner child is struggling, my first instinct at this point and what I'm going to encourage you to do is to create a safe space, create a bubble um, around that inner child. And I like to visualize what I looked like back then that may be helpful for you as well. Um, So I visualize her sitting there, this small child, afraid, scared, angry, tired, sad, whatever. And firstly, I give her space to feel the emotions that she's feeling. And I, you know, I visualize putting my arms around her and telling her that it's okay. She's safe to feel what she's feeling. She can express to me what she's feeling. I want to hear about what she's feeling. And again, this is a good parallel. If you have children, telling them to stop crying is not helpful. Telling them, you know, to to uh, 
go to their room and cry there is not helpful. It just tells them that their emotions are shameful. And many of you, the reason that your inner child struggles so much with the emotions is because your parents never taught you how to deal with the emotions, not because they didn't want to, but because they didn't know how. Most of our society has no clue what to do with big emotions. We don't know what to do with sadness. We try to hide it from everyone. You know, I I can't tell you how many people I know who refuse to cry in public because they feel ashamed when they do. They feel weak. That's not healthy. So your inner child is still struggling with this. I have these big emotions. I don't know what to do with them. No one ever taught me how. And this is where you have to come in and reparent yourself and teach yourself how to deal with these emotions and hold that safe, powerful space for your inner child to feel and not be shamed for it, to feel and not to be belittled for feeling, to not be called weak for feeling, but instead to be encouraged in that feeling space. So when we're building a relationship with a child, it has a lot to do with creating safety, with creating a space where they can be who they are, with recognizing that all these things that you've been told for your entire life about, you know, being weak or, um, you know, this isn't for girls, this is for boys, or this isn't for boys, this is for girls, all these things that society have taught you aren't true. And instead, speaking truth into your own life, speaking truth to your inner child and being able to sort out what was told to you that was harmful versus what should have been said in those uh, in those imperative moments. So this takes time. It's not something that can be done overnight. And it takes time to build trust because, again, most of us have abandoned our inner child. And that's going to come up again and again and again, this feeling of not being taken care of and therefore not being safe in your presence. And if your inner child doesn't feel safe, your inner child also can't come to you with these problems. And when they can't come to you with these problems, they're again going to cause problems for you in your life. So Sitting down, visualizing that inner child, giving that inner child space to express, listening, holding, hand-holding. A lot of patience and grace goes into building this relationship. And it's one of the most important relationships, maybe even more important. uh, Well, that's not true probably equally important as building a relationship with the ego, which I believe the ego is what we'll discuss next uh, in the next episode, because that's another vital relationship that needs to be revolutionized if you ever want to really truly enjoy your life. Like any other relationship, it requires effort and time and being willing to make mistakes, but also being willing to recognize those mistakes being willing to apologize to your inner child for not showing up when he or she needed you, being willing to apologize to your inner child for not chasing your dreams when they so desperately wanted you to, and being willing to make the time 
to hear the things that your inner child so desperately wants to say to you, to be the person that your parents didn't know how to be for yourself so that your inner child can begin to trust you and then can be a wise advisor to lead you to the life that your soul craves so desperately. So I think that that's going to be the end of this episode. I'm going to encourage you that if you're enjoying this, if you have questions, if you have comments, if you want to go deeper, please reach out to me either on Facebook, Instagram, at my email. All of those should be uh, in the description of this podcast, wherever you're listening to the podcast. But just in case it's not, You can find me by looking up Anna Marieisms just about anywhere uh, or Anna Marie. You can also send me emails at annamarie.legacy at gmail.com. I love you guys so much and I can't wait to share with you even more about dating yourself, dating your friends, dating your life in general, and relational living. It's beautiful, and I can't wait to see what you make of your life as you learn to relate in more healthy ways. I love you all so much, and I'll talk to you soon.